It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Exchange. My name is Scott Morganroth, along with my guest co-host, Dan Gudima. How you doing, Dan? You ready for round three tonight? I am more awake than I was in the beginning. I'll bet. Okay. <laughs> and leading off and talking first, okay, had to have that baseball uh, twist to it, Brian Argot. And Brian's from the Los Angeles area. Contacted me through LinkedIn and you know what? Brian has a lot of good things going for him. So, Brian, why don't you give the audience an overview about what you're looking to accomplish? I know you're going to Full Sail University in sports casting, and you're pursuing a Bachelor of Arts. So introduce yourself to the uh, national audience. Yeah, you, uh, you sort of uh, gave a little brief introduction. I'm uh, currently pursuing a sports casting Oh, i got to let you take the rest of it, so go ahead. <laughs> and then uh, I'm yeah, looking – I have my own sports podcast – Cast I'm just starting. It's called a Rocky Start, and uh, currently right now I'm doing uh, personal training. Uh, we've been struck by the virus here across the nation, and uh, so from doing from personal training, we have all gone virtual now, and so it's kind of made us made everybody in, in different industries kind of take a back seat to this. But uh, you know, we had to you know all survive still, so kind of. Uh, shifted from doing personal training to online personal training doing training virtually now and uh that that sorry no that's okay go ahead uh that that sort of shift is uh had 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 a huge impact on the business i probably have been affected probably lost 20 to 30 percent of my clientele at the moment but um mostly everyone has kind of shifted to online and uh that's been a huge uh it's been a huge game changer. I mean, sort of because we have to adapt, you know, to these kind of changes here. It's kind of like what happened in 2008 to what's happening now. It's uh, proving, you know, that uh, people can work, um, work out and work at home, you know, not just needing to go places, but uh, that's the world that we live in in 2020 right now. Now, did you say you're doing lots of virtuals? You figure around 75%, is that correct? Yeah, I've, I've managed to switch over about seventy-five percent of my own clientele from my two gyms that I work at currently, and I've brought them on to my my own online platform. Nice, very nice. Okay, now one of the things that intrigued me about you when you were talking about is you served six years in the Rangers Reserve. So, tell me a little bit about that experience in the military. Yeah, so that was the Marine Corps Reserve. We I uh, served there. 
um, in the reserves. I just recently got out as of October of last year. I um, at the time I was going, I was actually looking at doing law enforcement. It's part of the reason why I joined the reserves. I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to shift and go and do uh, be a police officer or that route. And then I uh, was actually working at a detention facility where we we were uh, working with uh, immigration and ICE. And I was doing that for about two years, and I kind of saw the lifestyle of working as a law enforcement officer. Not not fully to the extent of it, but I just saw that it was actually very demanding. It was uh, kind of the negative persona around it was all sort of true and you know, it takes a certain somebody, you know, and after working in the military, I just kind of, I didn't want that life for me anymore. So I, you know, served my six years and uh, I was looking for something. So I, halfway through my contract, I sort of started doing personal training and I was really good at it because I was always good at working out. So from there, I, uh, from there, from working in the detention facility, I shifted to personal training very quickly and uh, haven't kind of looked back until I started uh, wanting to do more in the realm of sports. So what motivated you to get into sports casting? Because that's a tough field to get into. It is a tough field. But, you know, I would say like a lot of it has been driven by passion. Sports is definitely a realm that, you know, we all can look at and say we've been watching since we were younger. I mean, I've been watching sports since I was like six years old. But with sports in general, I just there's just so much fun around it. I mean, it's hard not to want to be around. As I've gotten, even as I've gotten older, and just, I'm 29, I'm getting kind of a late start to it. But you know, looking back on, I wish I would have did it 10 years ago. But now I, you know, still like what what the next 10 years has to hold. You know, there's so much to say, and I would, you know. Looking, if I look back 30 years from now, and I, if I didn't do it, I think it would be the biggest regret. Well, let's face the reality. You live in Los Angeles, and you have an awful lot of teams out there. You guys don't have one or anything. You practically have two. <laughs> so even if you, I mean, listen, they even have two soccer teams out there. Wow. Two football teams, uh, although you only have one hockey team. But you have two basketball teams. Oh, we have two hockey teams. Oh, well, that's right. That's right, because you have the... Uh, correct. Yeah, you have the ducks. I don't know why I lost sight of what they're in Anaheim. Yeah, thanks for correcting me there. So think about it. You got two hockey teams with the ducks and the kings. You have two basketball teams with the Clippers and the Lakers. Then you have the Dodgers and the Angels. Okay, what else are we missing out? I think uh, Dodgers, Angels, we said, we said it all. Now we have the, the two football teams who are kind of irrevel- irrelevant. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, the Chargers who don't have many fans here in L.A. Most of fans are still from San Diego. And the Rams, mm. who some people take seriously and some others don't. Right. Well, what really should have happened in a perfect world, if the NFL had any sense, is the Raiders should have gone ahead and moved there, not the Chargers, but that's because they had a history there and they won a championship residing in LA. So here, we'll, we'll look at the four major sports. Baseball, you have the Angels and the Dodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Hockey, you have the Kings and the Ducks. Okay. Basketball, the Lakers and the Clippers. And then you have in football, the Rams and the Chargers. And for that matter, to make an insult to injury, you have the uh, L.A. Football Club, and then the L.A. Galaxy, one of which uh, is across the street from the 
Coliseum. I believe that's the L.A. Football Club. I remember years ago I saw a Celtics and a Clippers game over over at the uh, Memorial Coliseum. Of course, they have the uh, Galaxy. And for that matter, you got UCLA and you have USC. So, I mean, too. So, well, my goodness, you'll have plenty of opportunities in sports to practice on to hone your craft out in that area. I, I have a question for you, Brian. So you're doing the you're doing sports training or coaching or, or you're doing this work with people. I mean, I was a member of LA Fitness, and of course, we can't go right now. Um, so what about? I mean, do any of your clients have kids in school and they're dealing with that and other things that they're? How are they? How are they coping? Your clients? You know, so, so how you mentioned, like they all. I just got this question earlier because I was uh, training. Uh, one of my or two of my clients, so their husband and wife, and both their kids are homeschooled now for the for the rest of their remaining year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're totally overwhelmed by it. you know they have to have them with homework. They have to basically become teachers now. This is well. my this is what's going on. I have a ten and twelve year old. That's why I'm saying that. I mean, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and you know, I mean, this is the realm, this is the world that we live in for the next few months at least. And I would say that from what they've told me, that the training's helping out tremendously. You know, because people, you know, are working out on their own and everything like that. But still, at the end of the day, you know, they are looking for someone to keep them accountable for their own health. Of course. And they can't just go to the gym anymore. We were my – the only reason I got my wife to the gym is they built an LA Fitness at my corner in South Florida. And then my wife started going with me about a year ago. In this past six to eight months, we've been going – we've been going three days a week to the gym at least, maybe four because after we dropped the kids off at 8 a.m., we'd go to the gym. So we got like a schedule. My wife won't go to the gym without me. Um, but, you know, in the end, uh, you know, I got a Fitbit on my arm. Does that help? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, it does give you notifications. And I'm trying to I'm trying to get – I mean, I, I, I used to be into yoga, and I need to get – I have not rolled out that pad since the coronavirus started. I need to get into it. And does 10,000 steps a day really help? I mean, yes, it does help because it keeps your body active. You know, it, there's still something about moving every day that, you know, that us as human beings need. We are meant to stare at a TV monitor or a computer screen and sit down all day as human beings. We're still creatures of habit. So I'm not, so, I, you know, I wish I could get a better workout. I'm going to definitely get down and start. If I don't start doing yoga soon, I start having back problems. So I'm getting ready for my yoga. But but the real question, the real weird thing is I've been hitting like between ten and 14,000 steps a day. Every When I get a call, a business call, I like put my hat on, put my little – I have a new scarf thing I put on. I get it and I start walking out the door. So the moment I'm on a phone, I'm trying to maximize my walking time. Does this sound odd? No, not at all. That's actually – I mean that's fantastic that you do that. I mean I yeah. think a lot more people would be happy happier doing that if they did that but instead yeah. most people sit down and take the call so Brian can you imagine this I have a $20,000 Rolex in my safety deposit box and bought an, bought an Apple watch to replace it I mean if that isn't crazy or what but let's face the reality okay the Rolex will hold value I expect it to no matter what and by the way it's a presidential okay and the Apple watch I've had for the last few years, and I guess the Apple Watch holds value because I can gauge and keep myself honest in terms of move calories. Tell me about move calories on these Apple Watches. Do they really mean anything, or what are they? How many calories do you actually burn off? You, you know, I would say I, I'm not too familiar with the move calories on the Apple Watch per se because I'm not familiar with it. But right. 
I was, I was saying, like, as far as active calories burning between walking, I mean, you're just doing yourself a favor there already. As far as just, if you're walking either if it's a mile or two or 10,000 steps to 20,000 steps a day for what? But, um, but like, Brian, I have a, you know, everyone's fa- everyone is facing the same problem because I, all my childhood friends from L, I have a ton of friends from LA because I'm from New Jersey and little, New Jersey is little LA. So they all get on the phone with me. And they're all trapped inside, and we're all eating pasta and rice because that's what keeps the longest, right? And and that and beans, and that's what we're doing. We're all just like we're holding steady, but we're just not keeping up right now. Uh, and, <laughs> that's my opinion. And what what I was going to get to is is the fact that I think yeah, everyone we're all stuck inside, and you know, and we get plastic, you know, you get. You know, hit on you get hit on by people on Twitter and stuff. Oh, why are people so many people walking outside? I think that you know the the real caveat is is you got to kind of motivate yourself. There's so much content out there. Sometimes you know there's information overload, but with like YouTube and all these other services, uh, fitness platforms offering you know free workouts and free online because they're trying to they're trying to get as many users as they possibly can because. They don't have. They simply don't have enough. So many people, so many fitness companies were hit by this virus, you know, and don't. And some of them are facing a lot of hardship. But did, you know, there's a lot of free. There's a lot of free content out there to consume. Did you know? So, uh, did Scott tell you that uh, that we were both we were both bedazzled by the founder of LA Fitness, Omar Peru? To that, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm, you go ahead and tell him the story. Yeah, we, but we both heard him speak at a. I was a speaker at one of these events, like a business leadership event and omar peru who's the founder of la fitness uh he's just an amazing guy so we heard him speak and at the end of his speech he he convinced us to buy his program <laughs> we both of us scott and i we could we just the founder of la fitness he's not that he's the most ama- amazing guy ever but his story is very interesting he actually grew up in boca raton where i live now and his business techniques the the whole thing of how he got people to really work out in LA, honestly. And that's where he started the business. But anyway, we just want to let you know we became his disciples and now he's our mentor. Let me tell you something, Brian, okay? <laughs> Dan and I will get mileage out of Omar. Omar. And you know the thing I've got going and that you're catching on quick? As long as I have this network and this online publication, here. I'll guarantee you we will get our money out of Omar and then some. <laughs> And, and I tell you what, I should be charging for the time after we charge us. By the way, he gave me the no, first price, the second wait a price, second. and now. No, so Brian, he did. The, he had this great strategy. He's like, there's $10,000, it's $10,000 worth of information, you know, 800 hours, all the books, all the things, but normally 5000 but today 2000 Usually I charge 1000 It's a $500 often, but today, yeah. 300 let me make it $198. Yeah, or two hundred, something like that. Whatever it was. But meanwhile, that's the oldest trick in the world. Sales we, we fell for it uh, because, well, I, I thought what he had to offer. If I can, you and I are really in now, it for the business side. Yeah. But I will tell you right now, his do it now strategy is the oldest one on the planet because I yeah. use it in the home improvement business and a lot of places. It just so happens. Uh, I the one thing I guarantee, Brian, and to you, Dan. Yeah. Okay, since I have more resources than Omar does. Okay, I will get my mileage out of it. When he told me that he thought that if you 
didn't succeed in business or make a profit in six months, I told him, you are absolutely out of your mind because you don't know a darn thing about the media business. And then you know what? That guy backtracked as if you had a boxer going up against the ropes and then I was looking for the teeth. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. KO, and I guarantee you now, after I told him after the fact, okay, wait till I get you in my studio, and now that Dan and I are joining forces to bang, hammer this guy, Mark. Well, Brian, Brian, you would really enjoy listening to Omar Peru because he starts with like one gym in LA and he gets it to like 600, okay, and he sells the whole thing for like 100 million dollars, and he just does it step by step. He he put a tent out in front of a building, and he sold pre-sales. He did some stuff that every fitness center does today is based on what he did. And, and since that we made that investment, Brian, I've told Dan, you better be guarded about how many more of these things we go to because we don't have a bankroll to get involved with too many of these things. But at least I can tell you, I can leverage the Tribune, yeah. Broadcasting Network, and the online publication. And I'll tell you, Huh? I, feel, I don't feel bad about it. I don't either, because I'm going to make sure this guy works for every last penny, and then some. He's going to wish he didn't deal with the Motor City Madmouth. I'm going to tell you right now, because I will talk his ear off on the different platforms, and he will D-E-L-I-V-E-R. Okay, so with that said, tell me a little bit more about the uh, personal training, because I want to get into some of your sports passion. I have a question about personal training sure, for you, go Brian. Ahead. So, Brian, so... Not the personal training. What about uh, your experience in the um, in the, the supplement side, or, or recommendations for diet, or because people are trapped, you know? Um, what are your thoughts there during this period? I, I mean, I think like like you said, people are trapped. It, you know, some of the foods are becoming scarce. You know, mm-hmm. the, there's a lot of places that don't have stock for you know what we are used to eating, and if you go out places, there's lines everywhere. So. I think it's about eating, you know, pretty, I just think about practicality, like, we got to be practical in what we're eating. You know, right now, we're all at home, so we're constant, constant just snacking. It's, it's so, if you're doing work in the kitchen, like, at your kitchen table, mm-hmm. stay away from that. I was, that's one, that's my number one key. Right I have my stay own away. personal garden, Brian. I'm, my wife and I have upped the ante on our little tiny garden, and we call it our victory garden, and we got, like, uh, 
I've, I know techniques on gardening you wouldn't believe. Like you can pop things in, they'll regrow and stuff like that. And you can do it inside. You don't have to even do it outside. So a lot of a lot of gardening opportunities for people. So, so, Brian, tell me a little about these infomercials about all these workout things that we probably wouldn't have seen about a month or two ago. But because COVID-19 forces us to do it, everybody seems to be jumping on that bandwagon trying to sell it, and whether it's tapes and all the different things that they're trying to throw at us. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, you're going to have people doing that. There these crazy, you know, contraptions and stuff like that. You know, I mean, honestly, do they work? Maybe. Like, are they going to sit there in your garage in a year? Yes. Like, that, that's, how I, that's how I see it. But, you know, honestly, if you have weights, dumbbells, and everything like that, I mean, you could, you don't even need weights. There's so much content out there to help people work work out, you know. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of trainers doing virtual training. It's, you know, it's not hard. It's, it's really set of practical. And it's, the one thing that people all need right now is accountability. Accountability, like you guys said, with business, there's accountability needed everything. And I think that's like number one lacking. If people can't work out at home, but they're making excuses on why they're not working out, because it's really easy. If you have an iPhone, you can look up a workout on YouTube in five minutes, and you can knock out that workout in 30, 40 minutes. So is this a wave of the future, Brian? The wave of the future versus training? I mean, versus training's been around for years. I, I mean, it's, just, it's starting to get really popular right now because of the, everyone has to stay at home. Right. But, I mean, it's uh, definitely the wave of the future, though, because... As more as more uh, people get busier, especially if they work in office jobs, you know, people I know CEOs and stuff like that that work out in their office from virtual trainers because sometimes it's too hard to work out in the morning for some people because they're too busy. So on their lunch break, they're working out for 30, 45 minutes with their virtual trainer. And uh, that that makes it a lot more simpler for people. It's definitely time it's time consuming to, to put on workout clothes, go to the gym, work out and drive back home, get ready and get ready to go to work. So some people have their virtual trainers ready to go. And uh, maybe it's like, yeah, say if you, if you have to deal with 8 a.m. and you have a virtual trainer and you hop on a call at 6 a.m. and you're done with your workout at 7, you're already home, you're ready to shower and you can go. So they, I guess you're saying that COVID-19 has actually put virtual training on the map even though it was already there anyhow, but obviously... Uh, times have changed, and we're all looking for a way to burn energy. All this stress, we're all caged lions, basically. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> well, what can I tell you? Dan, you want to ha- ask me another question about this, or I want to go into some sports things? Whatever. Yeah, just uh, what are your thoughts on yoga in general? Oh, I love it. It's I can't say enough about it. The, the amount that we need to stress and everything like that, mm-hmm. core stability and everything, yoga is... I mean, next to work, next to weight training, they're both neck and neck. Yeah. I mean, people have been incorporating yoga for years. Derek Jeter. I mean, I remember, I didn't know anything about yoga, but when he came out about 2009, or like he, as he was getting older, he was talking about yoga. I was like, "What the heck is this?" But you know, Jeter was mentioning it then, and you know how it helped change his second half of his career. So, yeah. I mean, yoga definitely says a lot. When I this is about, I'm around. I had hurt my back 20 years ago. Well, I'm a software developer, just to let you know, and part of my career. And that's, you know, developers have to spend so much time at the computer, it, it sucks. I'm going to, like this weekend, I'm probably going to work eight, nine, eight hours at my computer. So I found, uh, after I hurt my back, I went to a chiropractor. And I, and I don't go anymore, but I went and they taught me. There was a really good chiropractor who taught me a lot about my back. 
And then I went to my first yoga class maybe within six months, and the, the yoga instructor told me her, her father was a chiropractor, and he told her, you don't need to go to a chiropractor. Just do yoga. So I, I started doing yoga. Now, 20 years later, if I stop doing it for two or three months, like I, the last two months in COVID stuff, eventually I'll start having back pain. But once I start start up the yoga again, I have every I have enough routines memorized, so I, I can do my thing. Um but as far as uh, you know, the gym. My wife and I were going to the gym, and I have a bad knee too. So I I have to do the uh, elliptical. I have to do it. I can't run. I can't run anymore. I'm you know I'm 55, and that right. knee is that knee is missing uh, cartilage. But the elliptical has not been a problem for me. And uh, now my biggest issue during this whole thing is I can't seem to get my bike out <laughs> and start the bike. But the walking, I just wonder about the walking. Is it really that useful? My father is 83. Walks every day, three to five miles a day, um, religiously for the last twenty five years. My father, and, walking, and that's where that's where you hit off the head on the, the the hammer on the head. It you know it improves longevity. It just it does. I mean, you can look at. Have you ever seen older people and they slouch forward oh, and stuff oh, like that? Oh my god! See, I we live in a retirement area in South Florida. I once walked into a subway, and there were two friend guys who were friends in front of me. I'd say they're both in their mid eighties, and one guy was hunched over, like had a hunchback, whatever, and the other friend of his had had a stroke and had one shoulder lifted up. You know, what I'm saying the two of them were in bad shape, and I look at that, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care if I go broke. I'm not sitting at a computer. That's what I thought after that. Like, I'm not doing it, and I'm doing my yoga. And I'm doing my exercise. I'm not going to be a hunchback like those guys if, if I can. And then that's what it takes. It takes my it takes mindfulness to really you yeah. know identify that. I feel bad for them. You know, they were I can tell they were accountants. They were programmers. They did whatever they did, and it was damaging. I mean, that career was damaging. And and it's the life of a software developer is not good. I'll just say that it you lose curvature in your neck. There's all kinds of problems. I've been able to keep away from serious problems. I have a programmer cousin who's had them had to saw. He had to have them sawed down his neck bone recently, so they don't the vertebrae don't touch stuff like that. All right, so Brian, I have a quick question, then I got a couple sports things I want to throw at you before we wrap up the segment. First of all, how many times a week do you recommend somebody work out a week? And then that's the first question. Then the next question is, how many times should they use a weight, and how many times do they do cardio? That that way, for all those people that are listening, you know, they should give them an overall idea of what the workout should. Because I know you don't want to overdo it; otherwise, you, you run into medical issues. So go ahead, and then we'll get on to some sports questions really quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like I would say four to five times a week. I mean, okay. whether it's like you're doing weight training three days, doing cardio two days. Like you said, I mean, some people, uh, like as Dan was mentioning, he has a knee problem. You know, you don't. People think cardio. People think running. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. It could be elliptical. It could be you know, like it could be walking. It could be walking up a hill, or you know, some something something different to where it's not so high impact. There, there's so much stuff out there that you know where it doesn't necessarily have to be this you know big like group class or anything like that. People just create these obstacles in their own mind, where they think that it has to be this high intense workout. I do, I do love high intense workouts. Um, that's what I mainly do, but it doesn't always have to be like that. I think you know, 30, 45 minutes a day, you know, having a rest day, you know, still there's still active rest, walking, hiking, anything like that, is uh, always essential. But I always think moving daily 
is essential in our everyday lives. Like, I don't think we should be, you know, always cooped up in, inside of things. Like, even walking in the morning improves our positivity and overall happiness uh, mentally as well. Okay, let's go over a couple more things. Obviously, you told me yesterday when we spoke that your favorite sports are football, baseball, NBA, and boxing, and that you're uh, looking to become a writer over the South Florida Tribune. We look forward to that. So, you know, why do you like these four sports? And then we'll wrap it up on your favorite teams. Uh, it's, it's simple. I, I, I've just been a sports fan since I was young. I've always loved the competitiveness. I was a nerd about it all. Uh, my dad was, a bit, uh, he used to have the boxing fights on all the time when I was a kid. It's a big reason I like boxing. And then I just sort of grew into collecting football, baseball, and basketball cards. And I, you know, I always, I wasn't a fan of teams when I was really young. I, I grew on the teams later, probably like I started watching sports when I was about six, but I didn't become a fan of uh, teams until later. Like I was a big Vince Carter and Rasheed Wallace fan. Rasheed Wallace is why I became, I became a Pistons fan. Mm-hmm. John Debbie Nav was the reason I became an Eagles fan and and then a, a Mets fan. I I, I guess I, I wasn't a, I didn't watch as much baseball when I was younger. I grew on it later, right. but I became a Mets fan because my brother was a Yankees fan and we played them in the 2000 Subway Series. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. When you told me the other day you were a New York Mets fan, a Philadelphia Eagles. Fan. Pistons. Boy, I mean, I could definitely tell you the Pistons played a lot of great basketball. I covered the Pistons uh, when I was living back in Detroit. You know, I've, I've done a lot, actually, with the New York Mets here in spring training in Port St. Lucie. And I saw the Philadelphia Eagles play in the Super Bowl up in Jacksonville. So, you know, I found there to be an interesting uh, amount of teams that you had there, and that was what intrigued me. So what are you looking to accomplish here at the South Florida Tribune, both the online publication as well as uh, the broadcasting side? I mean, I want to deliver some, you know, credible content. I Not not anything where it's, like, bias-driven from my own sports fans, but, right. like, I want to deliver some, you know, key pieces that I find that are interesting that we just don't see every day. You know, I don't want to have, like, a hot take or anything like that. I want to, you know have worthy content that, you know, people can enjoy and get that, uh, an outside perspective on different things, you know. I always, like, find it interesting, like, athletes have different backstories, and I, I like, I really like digging and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I, like I got to tell you, I've always loved boxing. I've had photos with Muhammad Ali, Sugar, Renard, Sugar Ray Leonard, James Tony, just Chuck Wepner. So those are some pretty interesting. Tell me a little bit about your passion for boxing. We got a few more minutes to go. I love boxing, and I can promise you right now that we I am working very diligently to get bo- boxing guests on here. But how did you get into boxing? I mean, I started, you know, with Delahoya, Tito Trinidad, back in the early 2000s, Holyfield. I was uh, watching the heavyweight fights a lot back then, uh, the Walter Waits. And then even in the later part of the uh, 2000s and, and uh, 2010s, we, uh, I just was a big fan of the Walter Waits division then. I was a big fan of Manny Pacquiao. Still, I'm a big fan of Manny Pacquiao. I think it's amazing. He's still fighting it. And into his 40s, it's incredible. And uh, I mean, like as far as like as far as like all that goes, like it just always intrigued me, like how these fighters, you know, kind of prep themselves, the mentality it takes, you know. And then even some UFC, it's that's 
remarkable too, but I mean, there's always something that fascinates me more about boxing than UFC. Well, it's a sweet yeah. science is really what it is. I mean, you know, UFC, you have four rounds and that's about it. I give a UFC a lot of credit with the athleticism that they have. So what did you think about the uh, the uh, Floyd Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor fight. That was a crossover. And Conor McGregor, you know, lasted, what, 10, 11 rounds, I think it was. And I think it was an interesting yeah, fight to watch. He lasted around, like, round nine, I think. Was it? Yeah, I, I knew that. But he went a lot longer than most people gave him credit. I don't remember the length, but I know he went uh, deep enough to be in honest, that fight. In that fight, I thought he was going to go... 12 rounds I didn't think Mayweather was going to knock him out because Mayweather never had any punching power like you know especially later part of his career he, he never he didn't knock anybody out since like 2006 I think it was um but Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I mean, I was, I've never, I was never a fan of Mayweather. I thought he was always, I thought he was kind of bad for boxing for the last, decade just because he had he had duck fights he had fought fighters that he shouldn't have fought right I mean and you know he he ducked Pacquiao I believe for five years mm -hmm. he, he always said it was about money and he don't get me wrong he's a great businessman right but I would never put him in top tier boxers just because I believe boxers should be fighting the, their next like the next best opponent and right. he just never did he just never did that I can appreciate that. Okay, so let's talk about some of the boxers of uh, uh, the yesteryear. You have about four minutes or so, three minutes, and we'll let you promote yourself. So uh, just give me an opinion of Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, just to name a couple. I mean, yeah, like I, I can't really speak on too much of them. I, I've only seen highlights of them. I mean, these guys are historic. I mean, the way – I would just say the way Ali was able to carry himself for right. – like his in his day, I mean, can you imagine just the political stance, all that? Oh, and yeah. would go to the ring and do that. I mean, it takes it takes a certain kind of athlete, or it's a certain kind of mentality. It's, it's like you know, speaking about Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson day. It's like like a, that's another person. That's another person that break into baseball and to break right. that barrier is so impressive. And I mean, you just will you just will never see that kind of. You know, barrier broken again in like sports. Right. I mean, I guess the next the next thing would be like if a woman if a woman was supposed to play in the NFL or something like that, that would be like the next thing. But like that's the only thing I could possibly compare it to. But it's like that. You know, Muhammad Ali is incredible. You know, um, for for boxers that I 
just simply loved, you know, Trinidad and Holyfield were just two amazing boxers that, you know, they, you know, what was great about them was just, they went out there and just boxed. They didn't care about the money. Right. I mean, they, they cared about the money, but, you know, but they gave it their all. You know, they cared about legacy over currency. That's right. what well, that's I love about boxing. Yeah. And, and lastly, Okay, we talked about sports movies earlier in one of our broadcasts. Uh, what do you think of the Rocky series? Are, are there any particular Rockies that you thought were better? Then uh, after you get done answering that, we'll let uh, people know exactly uh, how they can get a hold of you. About the Rocky series? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, like, oh, I mean, I, I love, I, I express myself there. I'm trying to get Sylvester Stallone as a, as a guest on my podcast. I, It'd be a, you know, he's inspired me from a young, from a young kid. I've, I think I've seen every Rocky movie about a hundred times. I, I, I love them all. If I was to rate them in order, it'd be four, three, one, two, and then the other ones kind of don't count for me. But like, yeah, it's a, the, I mean, it does have a humongous um, effect on who I am today. Like <laughs> not just from a you know, standpoint, but just, you know, the, the kind of mentality is kind of, you know, it's helped me with my development in the Marines as a kid and everything else. Like, you know, certain, those are certain movies that we all kind of look back on in life. And those, those are definitely some of the movies that I look back at. Okay. And then finally, uh, let everybody know how they can get a hold of you. I know that I'll be appearing on the Rocky Star podcast tomorrow at two Easter time, but you got another uh, minute or so to let people know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, um, everyone be so kind to go download my podcast at Rocky Star, iTunes, SoundCloud, um, any podcast player out there. They can uh, go download it. Um, you know, start posting more frequently. It's still new in, in the works. But you could go follow me on Instagram at Brian Argot on uh, Facebook as well. You can add me. And uh, if you're also interested in online virtual training, please uh, feel free to contact me at Brian Argot at gmail.com. I would. You know, I, I know during this time it's really rough for a lot of Americans, but I have a lot of friendly rates, and I will guarantee to give you a friendly rate more than you, other trainers out there. Hey, can you spell out your your email address? Yeah, of course. It's b r y a n a r g o t t at gmail dot com. Brian Argot at gmail dot com. Very good. Well, Brian, we appreciate you coming on the broadcast tonight, and I look forward to uh, coming on yours tomorrow. Have a good night. Okay. Thank you so much, you guys. Anything yeah, else you want to add before you go off? There. Was there anything else? Uh, no. no, I just uh, thanks. I appreciate your guys' time so much. Today. Oh, you. it's been a pleasure. Trust yeah. me, the pleasure is all ours, and thanks for all the uh, pointers you gave a lot of us. We'll have to think about that uh, for sure. So, all right. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. You bet. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have thank a great you. day. Sure. So tell me uh, your thoughts about uh, Brian. Uh, he's a young guy. He seems like he's probably a pretty good trainer, actually. Yeah. And uh, and he's going through broadcasting training, and uh, right. that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had a – my father had a good friend who passed away a long time ago who was an HR expert for, like, you know, right. Procter & Gamble, like a big corporation. And this HR expert said – maybe it was Revlon. The guy said to me, by the time you're 28 – he look, when he looks at a resume, he looks at what people do before right. they're 28. So he said, by the time you're 28, how you work and how your whole your whole like trajectory is all set. 
So he said to me, him saying how you work, right, and whether you can handle a job, whether you can, in other words, um, it's really true. So he was saying, I was going to say to him, you know, he said I'm 29, and you know, something about oh, we were like, he's young, you know, he got a lot. But on the other hand, he's already proven himself in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So he, I thought that was actually he's he's you know very. It sounds like he knows what he's doing and. Well, he's in an industry right now, which, you know, may have lost 25% of his business, but I'll tell you what, watch out the virtual thing. I never really realized that until he brought it up when we spoke the other day, without a doubt. So our next guest, uh, South Florida Tribune correspondent, Damon Knight. He's from my hometown of Detroit, Dan, and he's a very passionate young guy who's uh, a uh, regular contributor and sends a lot of content, so... You know, and he was recommended to me by uh, a former employer of mine. My first job was actually in a Highland house, which is a restaurant uh, in Highland, Michigan. Okay. If you don't want to know where Highland, Michigan is, it's about 30 minutes, uh, actually, uh, uh, well, north of Pontiac, off of M59. And Damon's a great kid, and we love having him on for sure, and he's just one of those kinds of kids that... You know, you know, he's again. We like to bring established people on here for sure, mm-hmm. but when, but I like certain guys that had the passion, the energy to develop. And Damon is one of the nicest kids you will ever ever get. I'm glad it works out tonight that you'll have a chance. Just so you know, folks, uh, this broadcast really is titled Next Gen, is what it is. Mm-hmm. The wave of the future was some of the ones that we we're able to bring on here, and gotcha. you know, and I can tell you right now, my first impression of Brian, who I got to know the other day, was good, and you guys will be impressed with uh, Damon Knight. Just while, before Damon calls, you're listening to the South Florida Tribune Broadcasting Network. You can go ahead and go to our website, www.southfloridatribune.com. We have affiliate uh, columns. We have contributors' writings. The affiliate columns are the media distribution partners that send us material, as well as the uh, contributors that are those columnists per se. And, you know, uh, you can hear our broadcast on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, just to name a few of the big ones. The shows on the network are the Sports Exchange of South Florida Tribune podcast, for which you were on earlier, Motorman and Rude Dog with uh, Rudy Reyes, uh, Motor Mouth and Wild Bill Winters, which was our first one, mm-hmm. The Real and the Rare, another one of my young guys, Xavier McKnight. We do that uh, a couple Fridays a month. Fantasy Football, myself, and Ryan Skolrud, one of the bright young fantasy minds out there, and 108 Stitches Baseball Talk with David Levin, and we're working really hard to develop a good baseball niche program for sure. So, you know, that just gives you an idea. I'll get this out here uh, while we have a chance, and then we're going to wrap it up with Damon. Uh, you can reach, go ahead and tell people how they can reach you, Dan. Oh, I can always be reached. You can uh, go to one of my web, my new website is called justaskdan.com. Uh, my email address is, uh, you can always contact me at dan at startuppop.com. That's two Ps, startuppop.com, because I run a startup pitch event. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at D-G-U-D-E-M-A, at D-Gudima. Uh, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Just look up Dan Gudima. I'm pretty much the only one on LinkedIn. All right. Uh, go ahead and get to that. All right. Well, uh, uh, welcome to the broadcast, uh, Damon Knight. Dan, just say what you have to say real quick, and then I'm going to introduce you to, uh, to make a new friend. What was the other uh, contact information? Uh, I think that was about it. Uh, like I said, just ask, just ask Dan.com is my new website, and also um, like 
Follow me on Twitter at dkudima on Twitter. All right. With that said, we welcome South Florida Tribune correspondent Damon Knight to the broadcast. Uh, Damon, glad to have you on. Uh, we're saving Thank the you. best for last. We've had a busy night tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Scoop. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. How are you guys doing? Great. Oh, we're doing great. Thank you. All right. So you're going to be talking a little bit of National yeah. Football League tonight, aren't you? We're not going to put yes, you on with one, but we're going to talk about two items. So fire away there, yes. Damon. Yeah, so my first subject is uh, Christian McCaffrey. He just signed a huge deal, which makes him the highest-paid running back in the National Football League. It's a four-year, $64 million deal. He's making $16 million uh, per year. That's highest amongst other running backs, such as Ezekiel Elliott, who's making $15 million per year, and then Jets, Le'Veon Bell, $14.1 million. So it's a massive payday for a talent like him, and he's well-deserving. He's such a great, great athlete, a great running back on the field. And he leads uh, his team very well. You know, I got to say one thing about Christian McCaffrey, and I, I mean this in a very objective way. It's very rare to find running backs that are Caucasian yes, that are able yeah. <laughs> to perform at a high level, uh, since a lot of them are exactly not that. But you know, he's yes. with a franchise that believes in him. And, you know, he's definitely put up some great numbers the last few years, so he's definitely deserving of the pay uh, raise. And I credit the Panthers for wanting to keep him in the fold for as long as they do. I really, really do. And I think that's a credit to Christian. And also Matt Rule is trying to identify some of his core players, and I'm glad the Panthers locked him up. What are your thoughts about him? Uh, exact same thing. He's such a great talent. You just said he's, you know, he's Caucasian. You you really don't see a whole lot of running backs his 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 color doing what he's doing in the NFL. And you're right about his stats. He had 2,392 yards last season with 19 touchdowns. You know that's that's crazy. And his offensive production is what they center him, what they center around. You know. Uh, 98% of their plays is through him, so he's just uh, productive, and to keep him around is going to be huge for their success going forward. And then they have to, they have to replace Cam Newton. You know, that's going to be tough, but I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I like McCaffrey. I, 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 as much as I could care less about fantasy football, when I'm in my family league, and I got a guy who's a tech guy like you, mm-hmm. okay, Todd Shepik. Every t- and he had McCaffrey. I was on the wrong end of some of those games, uh, you know, because this guy is that good. But, you know, I think what's yeah. crazy about fantasy football, not always the smartest people win. It's the luckiest ones that do it, which is why I really have a hard time with the sport. And I question whether I'll be involved with it this year because i got too many other things. I don't have time to look at fantasy. I'm an old-school believer of real. What are your thoughts about fantasy football, Dan? Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I like going to, I like going to football games. uh <laughs> I know tons of people have done fantasy footballs over the years. Uh, I the closest I've gotten is fan, is it like a fantasy basketball? I've been right. pulled into that, um, and you know, basketball is a little more my thing. Yeah, this I you know what I would try it. I would actually get into it, but two kids, two jobs, you know, writers, not your game, man. Not my That's game. All I can no, tell you. No. Fantasy, and you know, Damon, yeah. as you get to know Dan, he'll tell you a little bit yes. about himself. Yeah. Uh, before you get off the air, because this guy here is as technically savvy as I've seen. I'll talk to my brother-in-law, <laughs> Todd Shepik, yeah. in a class by himself anyways. but yeah. uh, I mean, more like tech startups in one of my areas. Yeah, uh, so why don't you give, a, why don't you give Damon a brief yeah. overview about what you do? Yeah, so so Damon, so I, 
I was uh, I'm a software developer. I'm also a writer. I've written like five books on online marketing, online technology wow. about startups and technology. And since for the last 19 years, I've been a partner in the largest dating event company. And I built all the technology behind it, largest speed dating company. That company is going through, you know, obviously we had to cancel our events. Um, so my income kind of went bling down the tubes. Now. Um, we're taking them to a virtual level. I'm also, I'm actually, you know, I keep telling my wife I'm not going to get involved in new stuff. But um, years ago, there used to be a real job for me, but that kind of ended. And now I'm on the board of five different technology companies. Everything wow. from mobile app provider to um, to a, a new wine company that is very interesting. Integrate and 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 I have an MBA as well, so I'm technical with programming. I have an MBA. I have a lot of background. You know, the one thing I don't do right now with during this whole coronavirus, I was talking earlier with um, with Scott about how um, realistically we're at a point where during this period, startup people are going through gut reactions. You know, during Upheavals is when there's opportunity, right? During during changes, this is like a major opportunity period. And I've been experimenting. I've done twelve video webinars in the last two weeks. I've done a lot of stuff. And I was also I came up with a great idea with for Scott earlier, um, having to do with you know. <clears throat> and then the other thing going on, Damien, is right now there's five tech companies: you know, Apple, Google, Facebook, <clears throat> and uh, I also threw Comcast in there. There's, there's like four or five companies controlling everything, and they're not that innovative anymore. Like, for instance, when you watch, when I watch my team, which is the University of Maryland play, um, either football or basketball, my, I'm alumni, there's no real interactivity. Where's the interactivity? So technology has not advanced in 20 years. That's my opinion, over the last 15 years at least. So in other words, I'm watching TV. I'm watching TV. Like, I was saying to, I was saying to Scoop here that, like, all we got to do is run a Zoom a Zoom call. I've done like 20 in the last two weeks. We can run a Zoom call during a football game and have a bunch of people chatting about it. And that's innovation right there. So we're in the we're in the late – believe it or not, I mean tech has moved ahead, but innovation hasn't. There's a lot of stifling. You know, Amazon is all about keeping everybody else out now. Google – because of Google, hundreds of startups have not been funded because of Google in my opinion. Because if you wanted to do a startup about mapping in your in an app, they won't fund you because of Google. So, and then in each area, there's a lot of barriers right now. Okay, there's a lot of money and capital for technology, and I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of one startup where we've just gotten a multi-million dollar deal, but there's reasons why we haven't closed it yet. But what I'm saying is we're in a we're at a pivot point, and Zoom is like the greatest tech example. Right now, of a company that came out of nowhere, and they're not the best, but they're leading. They just came out of nowhere, and that is not what Microsoft and Google want to have happen. You know, so it's all about barriers right now. This this is the, the world I'm in, the tech world, and that's what we were discussing all night tonight. And so that kind of he picked up a little bit about my background. So I do a lot of blogging on technology. Um, I'm not all about business. I, I'm not I'm not a wealthy man. Um, I've also said that people think. People, you know, like Gary V. They think, like, you know, who Gary Vanderchuck is. Uh, you know, no, I don't. You know, Gary, Gary Vanderchuck. Okay, what is the most important sports guy you know today? Most important sports, sports guy, guy that I know. Who's the most important sports guy you know today? Like, uh, used to be 
I can't think. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know. So, like, <laughs> like uh, who was the who was the quarterback in Boston that was like the guy? Oh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. So, like, Gary Vaynerchuk is Tom Brady in the tech start- startup world. Okay. But just because he's been successful, um, has a lot of money, doesn't mean he's that smart. That's the problem yeah. with tech, with startups. Is just because you've been successful in the past doesn't mean you're going to be smart the next time. <laughs> a lot of it's <laughs> luck. A lot of it's luck. So, yes. but, yeah. but there's a whole there's a whole ecosystem a world of people that are trying to build startups everywhere in the country, everywhere. L.A. I know tons of startups in L.A., South Florida. All the people that want to be the next, they want to be the next Google and Microsoft. They want to do it. And the opportunities, you know, today a 16-year-old kid sitting at home right now is building a company to be the next Bill Gates. It's happening. Yes. The opportunity is there. But, like, it, it literally is a battle right now. And this COVID thing is just completely – look at what's going on with sports. There's no sports at all. Like, uh, they're making fun of sports this week on – I was telling him – you know, because they were showing uh, the spelling bee. ESPN had a, a spelling bee on on Saturday at two p.m. <laughs> and it was like spelling bee. The first hour was spelling bee nineteen ninety nine, and next hour was spelling bee the year two thousand, and then there was spelling bee two thousand one. But the point is, is that you know, I was saying to these guys, you know, I'm I'm always creative, and I was like, if we had like some robots on a football field, and I could play be one of the players and control them, we'd be all doing it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, there's definitely tech opportunity because of this. And if you think the world, this whole COVID thing has proven to us is the world is not completely set. You could change it. It could change in a moment. And and everything you know could be could be turned upside down. That's just my opinion. All right. There you go. I got a little tech lesson. All right. So we talked about Christian McCaffrey. What are your other thoughts about Christian McCaffrey? I just think he's a heck of a running back. And yeah. Well, you're... That 23 is good. Uh, when uh, Dan was talking about startup companies, I immediately thought of the foundation that McCaffrey just launched with COVID-19 going around. It's called 22, 22 and You. Uh, it supports frontline healthcare heroes in the Carolinas. Wow. Yes, yes. And McCaffrey's been watching the COVID-19 uh, public health emergency unfold with shock and sadness. Um He's moved by the, the heroic and self, uh, selfless uh, efforts that many have sacrificed uh, throughout this time and beyond. And it helps the life-saving work, which is, the, you know, your healthcare people, the people that actually, you know, develop, you know, develop their time, develop their time to people to help. So, yeah, it's a huge foundation, and, and then it just shows your character, the character towards him, you know. Um, he's he's a great dude, so it's it's a it's a great foundation. Okay, let's talk about your other story. Uh, you're talking yes. about Damon Harrison, is that correct? What happened in Detroit? Because uh, everything yes. I'm hearing out of there is it has Darius Slate written all over it and then some. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sad. Uh, so uh, two years ago, on October 25th, 2018, the Lions sent a fifth round draft pick to the New York uh, Giants to acquire Damon Harrison, aka Snacks to be our interior defensive lineman and he brought such great potential and unfortunately he did not want to be here he just revealed on a podcast show called the green light saying basically that i was angry that i was traded here it was nothing against the fans or the city of detroit he just didn't see himself being here for the next 
so amount of years for his career to end there. So he decided to reveal that. And then, uh, you know, he got injured uh, with constant pain, you know, uh, legs, you know, all over his body to the point where he just, he had to stop this year. And then he's contemplating retirement. So, yeah, that was, that was heavy news. So it's not shocking. So, yeah. Well, it sounds very to me sad. like the Lions losing culture hasn't helped. And the fact that Matt Patricia, the head coach to me, was such a major downgrade over Jim Caldwell, that, that organization is dysfunctional and in flux. And all it takes is a guy like Matt Patricia, who I think is on his last year. i, I got to wonder, yes. uh, in my opinion, uh, I would even wonder if they get off to a horrible start, whether he even makes it through the middle of the year. But... Uh, because they're wasting away Matt Stafford's career. Is there, is there a way to end his career? Like, well, they're wasting away Matthew Stafford. Oh, yes, career. yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he could be going somewhere else and, and spending his time winning than losing here. But I like the way he's stuck in there. You know, he hasn't given up. And it's sad, but you, you, want, you, you want a guy leading your team like that. Um, they need to they need to get more support around him. Guys that actually want to be here, they're committed to winning. They got to take it more seriously than they are. You know, people are getting impatient with Patricia and Quinn. Quinn's constantly made bad decisions with trading digs away. I didn't quite understand that either. Right. Patricia's trying to turn turn us into something that we're not. You know, we're not robots. You know, going on the practice field and then doing it on the field. You know. Well, I thought he was a bad hire in the first place. Sorry, just because you're trying to uh, duplicate the Patriots to me, I thought he was a horrible hire. There are a lot of great coaches through the years, even before you were born, that they could have yeah. had. I'll give you one of my biggest examples when they chose Monty Clark over Chuck Knox. That to me is one of the biggest gaffes I've ever seen. But won't we'll, that'll be for another night? But nevertheless, it was just horrible. It really, really was. So, so anything else yeah. you want to say about? Uh, uh, the Harrison situation. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a big disappointment, man. Like you, you thought that he was just going to bring a different type of culture here, and it just turns out that it's just nothing but the same. And so it's just, uh, you know, you wish the the boat going a different sail, and it's just it's not. So, well, you've had two prominent players in the last couple of weeks between Harrison Bolton. And saying the things that he said, I think it happened in February, and Darius Slay, which I thought was a, I, we had a, a Boston uh, columnist on last week, and he just could not believe everything that was Slay was saying up Matt Patricia. I mean that to me, and this Boston guy that we had last week, his name is Steve Ballesteri. He gave us a lot of good insights about Patricia, not only was when he was with the Patriots. But, you know, the uh, fact that the Lions have brought a lot of those guys in. So what can I tell you? I just think that, you know, you hate to see uh, these things happen because it doesn't help the re- culture and the ability to recruit free, free agents as well. So I don't know. Bad old men. So anything else you want to add, Damon? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. So with that said, Damon, why don't you go let everybody know uh, how they can get a hold of you and, of course, uh, the two stories. Why don't you remind everybody else again uh, what, what what you have uh, sent to the South Florida Tribune, and then we'll go into that. All right. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so my my subjects are uh, Christian McCaffrey and his new contract, and then the unfortunate reaction of uh, Damian Harrison's time in Detroit. Uh, you can find those stories at uh, on Twitter at Damon uh, Damon capital D A M O N and K N one nine nine three, and then on Facebook uh, Damon Knight. You'll find me with a microphone and you know headphones, and then uh, at the South Florida Tribune dot com right, under Damon Knight. And you also, well, you uh, have a education from Spex Howard Broadcasting. Yes. And you're also a member of Detroit Sports Media, which I'm glad you're in there. Hopefully you'll make the best of that thing as well. And, you know, we appreciate everything you've done. You uh, uh, And also let them know the radio station that you work with as well. Yes, WMZ 103.5. Very good. So, yeah. meanwhile, uh, before we wrap up the broadcast, I want to go over a couple more last-minute things here. Uh, you can follow South Florida Tribune Broadcasting Network on www.southfloridatribune.com. My personal uh, Twitter account is Scoop with five threes. And also uh, at Tribune South, uh, these broadcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and there are a few other ones worth taking note. CastBox, Podcast Addict, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can reach us on social media. I have a YouTube channel, the South Florida Tribune. And I uh, mentioned the uh, Twitter accounts, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. I did mention them. You can yep. follow us up on Facebook, SouthFloridaTribune.com, and, you know, and Instagram, South Florida Tribune as well. So it's been a great uh, uh, night for us here. We've had three great shows. We started off with... Motor Mouth and Wild Bill Winters. We had our own broadcast stand talking about startups, and then we wrap it up with our next-gen version here of the Sports Exchange. So, Damon, once again, great work for us tonight. Glad to have you on. We'll look forward to bringing you, you on uh, real soon. So, meanwhile, Dan, what, what do you think your first night here going through the triple header? Oh, for me, you know, it's been real interesting for me because you know I'm not like a hardcore sports guy, but – uh, I fit in somehow. It's been interesting. I'm, 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 I'm being like your, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm, I'm well, from a different you're world. You're my co-host tonight. Well, I was shocked. I knew every, I had seen every one of the sports movies. Right. Well, that's okay. We but you fit in all the way around. Okay. And, I, and we, and we should point out to everybody before we get off the air that we hope you had uh, an opportunity to feel that we're good entertainment for you uh, during a crisis, which a lot of people are looking for a deviation. And I guess I can speak for all of us that we hope that you be safe, stay at home, practice social distancing, and we also have to recognize the first responders because right now these people are working very, very hard to keep a lot of us safe because this is this pandemic is like nothing that we've ever had to deal with before, and we don't know when sports are going to get started. So at times like this, I feel like. It's our responsibility to take it to such a level right now that we have got to do the best we can to make sure we have the best guests possible, and I'm working diligently to do that. And, you know, let me tell you, our job is a lot more difficult because we don't have sports events to attend. Uh, Next Thursday, I should have been up in Jacksonville, but unfortunately I can't get up there because this draft is virtual. Uh, Damon, you know, do you have any predictions about who you think the Lions will take uh, in the first round before we sign off? Yes, uh, I think Jeff Okuda. I think he's the like the legit like pick for that pick uh, to replace Darius Slay. He's a really good cover corner. 
We need something like that. We need a, a defensive leader. I would take Chase Young second if if there's a possibility that he's there. But other than that, yeah, just Jeff Okuda. Yeah, I don't think Chase Young gets past the Washington Redskins. So, all right, yeah. guys, we're gonna wrap it up tonight. So, meanwhile, good night, everybody. Thanks, Scoop. Yep. Have a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.